Welcome to The Sound, KQAL-FM's weekly behind-the-scenes look at Midwestern-made music. From writing and recording to distribution and promotion, The Sound is your source for new releases and exclusive interviews from Midwestern artists. Support for The Sound is made possible by a grant from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Rolling. Tonight on The Sound, we bring you the self-titled debut album from Winona artist Blunt Blade. Blunt Blade draws on indie, hard rock, electronic, and classical music, fusing these influences to craft his own unique and original sound. Their bio at BluntBladeMusic.com also includes a twist of dance and a sprinkle of disco. Well, I say sprinkle on a disco shirt and twist up some dance moves. I'm Bill Stoneberg with Winona's own Blunt Blade, tonight on The Sound.
time has come to clear Forgiveness kept While forgiving is not for free Be gone, be gone from these captive states Be free, your life is your own to hate was Tension by Blunt Blade from Winona, and that's the first track off his new album. And uh, tonight, I have Blunt Blade in the studio with us. Um, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, doing great. Thanks for having me here. Yeah, f- thanks for coming in. Thanks for coming in. Uh, you contacted us and sent me the uh, album, and uh, it's very interesting. I dig it. I dig it. Super cool stuff. Um, and then, you know, I was looking at your website, and uh, it sounds like you got a pretty early start in music, you know, like... Um, Piano at age seven, guitar at 15, drums and bass at 16, you know, just kind of cooking right along there. Um, How did you get started? Like, what was the, uh, you know, what got you started in music? Yeah, so I think, you know, like a lot of kids um, that have good supportive parents, my mom pretty much, she saw the desire in me and she saw the, you know, all the, all the, what I gravitated towards. <clears throat> so she's the one who, who really started me out. You know, she, she got me right into piano lessons. She bought a piano when I was very young. Uh, when her father passed away, she used some of the inheritance to buy a brand new piano. So she got me started on those. And I just took to it right away. Um, and just like anything, I mean, I was, I was consuming as much music as I could, even at a very, very young age. I, you know, MTV was kind of my mainstay. I was watching it nonstop. You know, I, I was always watching it. I couldn't, I, there was, you know, when I wasn't out, you know, playing around in the woods or playing with some friends or biking, I was at home with MTV on, you know, watching whatever <laughs> right. I could watch. So, um, yeah, radio stations, you know, anything like that. I mean, but I, you know, I, I'd love classical music back in the day, you know, mm-hmm. I got into that pretty heavily when I was in the piano. Um, yeah, just, just as much as possible, but yeah, definitely it was, um, it was good supportive parents who, who really mm-hmm. saw the desire and, and saw, you know, that I, I had a little bit of aptitude for it. Right. Right. What was some of the, uh, earliest stuff? I know you mentioned, uh, classical music when you were playing piano, um, which you started at seven. So I'm wondering, you know, um, what are some of the earlier genres that like 
really inspired you or really got your brain going, you know? Sure. So like when I was, when I was really young, it was probably, you know, more, more popular music. You know, I, I loved what, you know, whatever was on the radio was ever, what was played in the playlist on MTV. Um, but I really, when I started to get really into music, um, to the point to where, you know, you, you get that sense for, for really kind of hits your soul. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was bands like Metallica, it was Pink Floyd, mm-hmm. um, you know, some, some early Billy Joel stuff that I listened to a little bit later after it right. came out. Um, you know, bands like that. But, I mean, I, I could probably name, I mean, like, you know, Pat Benatar, you know what I mean? I, you know, right. like, any of these bands, any of these artists that were, that were back in the day, you know, I would just, just, like I said, I would just eat them up as much as I possibly could. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, definitely. Like you know, when I when I got into like middle school and high school, I got into the heavier bands. You know, I got into Megadeth and Metallica. Um, you know, a little bit later, uh, I got into Tool mm-hmm. um, pretty heavily. Um, you know, and then kind of down the road, I got into you know Frank Zappa really heavily. I got I went through nice. a Fish phase. I went to um, Radiohead. I mean, I was huge Radiohead fan for a while. Uh-huh. Um, so many of these bands like that, Tame Impala, a little bit later. Okay. Um, you know, like right now, I love King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Um, oh, wow. You know, I mean, you know, there's just as much as I can as I can get. But I mean, even like some of the some of the you know the earlier rap bands, like I used to love Dr. Dre. Um, absolutely loved N.W.A. Um, you know, Snoop Dogg. You know, it's just it, it just like I said, just about anything right. I can I can lap up. So. Right. Oh, cool. A lot of variety. A lot of variety. That's that's really good. Um, I think it shows in your composition too. Uh, somebody asked me. You know, um, um, I had mentioned this interview to someone, and they asked me, "Well, uh, what kind of music is it?" And I said, "Imagine if uh, uh, Frank Zappa and Danny Elfman had a baby." And then I thought about it, and I was like, "Oh!" And then imagine if that baby grew up and married the Faint. You know, I don't know if you're familiar with them, but they're a band out of Omaha. That's like real. Uh, uh, it sounds like kind of like electronic dance music, but it's all real instruments. You know, oh, awesome. And yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but your vocal style reminds me of them. Maybe we'll have to check them out a little. Later, absolutely, but, absolutely. Yeah, uh, very cool. Uh, I am in the studio tonight with Blunt Blade. Uh, he's from Winona here, and uh, his new album, uh, self-titled album, just came out this Monday. Uh, so it's out right now. Uh, you can go to bluntblademusic.com to check it out. Uh, but for now, stick with us. Uh, we're going to play another tune, and we will be back with Blunt Blade right after this. Uh, this next tune is called The Build, right here on The Sound on 89.5 KQAL. Just 
that was The Build, and that's a track off the new album by Blunt Blade from right here in Winona. And I have Blunt Blade in the studio with us tonight. Um, so do I call you Blunt or Blade? Is it like, you know? <laughs> Either one will, will be <laughs> okay. fine. I got like, a friend who called me Mr. Blade. Mr. Just Blade, kind of a joke. yeah. <laughs> Blade's kind of cool. That's a, that, that's a, I like that. I'll just call you Blade. Go, what up, Blade? So, um, uh, so, you know, I was talking about earlier before we played the build, um, you know, different influences and, you know, uh, Frank Zappa, Danny Elfman. I thought of Danny Elfman because your stuff um, has really, really cool arrangements and really cool instrumentation, you know. Oh, thank you. Each tune has different instrumentation and some really cool sounds. Um, so, you know, when you talked about your influences, you know, growing up and stuff like that, um, who have you been listening to lately? Like what, uh, what kind of modern stuff or even older stuff you're diving into, you know, like sure. what's, what's inspiring you lately? Musically? Sure. Well, I kind of go in phases and, and I, I love different random playlists on, you know, Spotify and Pandora and things like that. But, you know, some of the more modern bands that I've really been digging lately, I love Krung Ben. Um, I love Karen O and Danger Mouse got together and did a did an album that was just amazing. Uh, nice. Some of the other ones, you know, psychedelic porn crumpets. I love uh, Unknown Mortal Orchestra, um, and I mentioned these a little bit earlier. I love King Gizzard and the Wizard or Lizard Wizard and uh, Tame Impala. I really uh-huh. really dig their those those guys. And on some of the recent tunes, there's just some some songs that really stick out that I've been listening to lately. And the, the first one I actually heard on on KQAL and then I just started looking into it. just an amazing song called Landmine by by I Know Leopard just an incredible song I mean, it reminds me so much of the the late 70s ELO type stuff oh, just cool. incredible um Smile by Wolf Alice is just an amazing song um Across That Fine Line by Nation of Language incredible song it sounds like it's right out of like 1983 just amazing nice. um Call Me <laughs> you know taking a little bit of a different turn here Call Me Little Sunshine by Ghost um, their recent album was really, really good, and this this song is just an awesome throwback to some '80s metal. It's just great. Um, and then "No Vacation" by Waltzing Back. I, I love all those tunes. So, mm-hmm. um, but like you know, like going in in phases and things like that. Like I'll go through a '70s funk phase, and I'll just you know I'll <laughs> nice. love to listen like the Commodores and the Isley Brothers, and uh-huh. you know I just love that stuff. And you know, it, it, nothing nothing is really off limits. Um, but I get a little, I get a little bored early. So I mean, I love listening to stuff, and then I'll flip the genre and go, you know, to '80s hair metal, or I'll flip it and go to modern alternative, or I'll mm-hmm. flip it again and I'll go to, you know, some '50s, you know, bebop stuff, you know, or whatever I can mm-hmm. get my hands on. So yeah, I just, I just love, like I said, just, just as much as I can, I can get. Right, right, for sure. Uh, you mentioned a lot of different stuff there, and I like, you know, when you talked about, you know, going through phases and then going back and like listening to like '70s funk and stuff like that. Um, and like I said, your arrangements are really cool. A lot of cool instrumentation too. Um, is, did you produce the whole album yourself? Is it yes. all self-produced? Yeah. Yeah. So it was a, it was a bit of a, a challenge cause this is a first thing for me. So, you know, you can't get as a, as a musician or as a, as a recording artist, you know, when you're, you, when you're writing music, you kind of think that that's really the end of it. You know, kind of uh-huh. think, uh, hey, I'm, I'm just going to go record some stuff and then I'm done. Uh-huh. And if you have a, you know, a record company behind you, if you have, you know, a lot of people that can help you out with it or you have the funds, right. you know, it's it's easy. Um, it's a bit more of a challenge when you have to do it all yourself. So there's a mm. huge learning curve for me. I'm learning how to do all of these things. But, um, but yeah, plunking away at it and doing uh-huh. as much promotion of it, you know, and all this stuff that comes right. after you, you finish the recording as well. But 
Yeah, you know, like like the mixing and mastering, I had Eric Oler at Submersible Studios do this. He's out of Madison, Wisconsin. He did just a fantastic job. Okay. Um, but then I also had people like uh, Adam Snyder, who, who he's at Bootleg Recordings in the Sacramento, California area. And he he was just phenomenal. He actually, he was a guitar teacher of mine years ago, and he moved down to Los Angeles, now Sacramento. And nice. he offered so many pieces of helpful hints so when you hear some of the some of the songs that I have, um, there was originally there was no guitars oh, wow. in any of them, with exception to one song. Outsider was the only song that had any guitars in it, and I sent him all the tracks, and he's he's giving me so many helpful pieces. He's like, yeah, this piece right here, you really need some guitars here. You really need some heavy guitars. You really need some clean guitars. And he kind of left it that, left it open to me to what I wanted to write there. But he uh-huh. said, you really just add some, whatever you want, just add some. But it really right. needs it. And so the tracks as they as they exist today would would not have existed without input of you know people like Adam. So right, I say I could right. be more thankful that he helped me out with with yeah, that type of stuff. Yeah, and then the recording process too. Does that like you said you know it, you know when you start out you think oh I'm going to write this and it's done you know and then I just <laughs> go record it hit record right. Um, so learning that process did that affect the tunes how they how they turned out as well like does it do the arrangements change ever or, and, yeah I so mean, added guitars right you know? yeah so so it's 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 unusual so I wasn't. I wasn't certain as to how to start this. This is something I've always wanted to do for many, many years. And any writing that I'd done prior was specifically on guitar or solely on guitar. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really understand or, or have the knowledge of how to record anything. Um, so I would sit with a guitar and I'd play something. And then I, I, I'm very critical of the stuff that I write. So I'd be like, well, that sucks. So I'm, you know, I'm right. not going to, I'm just going to forget about that. And, you know, I didn't really do anything with it. Well, it wasn't until uh, a friend of mine who was also a recording artist, his name is Nolan Schmidt, he turned me on to some recording software, Logic on on Mac. Mm-hmm. He's like, dude, you really gotta you really gotta check this out. This is this is pretty much everything I think you're looking for, and this will help you out. Mm-hmm. Um, so with his help and getting it all set up and everything, I just I started and I just just went for it, and I just started recording piece by piece by piece, and just started building tracks. Right. And then after they were built, it's a matter of, you know, doing all of the, the additional stuff with the mixing and, and right, whatnot, right. which I mentioned Eric Oler helped me out with that. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, it was, I grow, I grow very impatient. I have a very short attention span too. So if I'm starting to write something, I, you know, I'm, I, I grow, I dissatisfied with it quickly unless I can tweak it, unless I can add to it, unless I can change it. And right, that's kind of how right. the process worked to my advantage, I think, with the, yeah. with the writing software. Oh, cool. Cool. It's always it's always fun to hear how hard artists approach uh, recording and writing and, and the two together, you know. Um, I think that's pretty cool. Uh, let's get back into some tunes. Let's play another song for people. Um, this next one is, I've been, I'm talking to Blunt Blade tonight. Uh, he's from right here in Winona. And uh, his latest album, it's a self-titled album, just came out this week. So it's available everywhere. You can go to uh, bluntblademusic.com and uh, check that out. But for now, stick with us. Um, we're going to be back with Blunt Blade uh, to talk a little more after this. Uh, this next tune is called Disarmed, and you're listening to it on The Sound on 89.5 KQL.
That was Disarmed. That's a track from the latest album by Blunt Blade. Uh, he's from right here in Winona. And I have uh, Mr. Blade in the studio with us tonight. Uh, so, uh, Mr. Blade. <laughs> I just like saying that. <laughs> so, Disarmed. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that tune? Like, where did you draw inspiration from? Like, lyrically and sonically? Um I know I hear a few things in it, but I, I want to hear what you say first and see, you know. Um. <laughs> sure. Um, so, you know, a lot when it when it comes to, and this is maybe even more broadly, maybe not necessarily just, just disarmed, but a lot of the, the inspiration for a lot of these songs, particularly lyrically, um, you know, it comes from, from personal struggles, from mm-hmm. personal um, things that everybody goes through that, you right. know, we all have to find ways to work through. Um, and, and that one is, is really no different. Um, and a lot of times, you know, when, when you listen to some of the lyrics of the songs, you'll probably hear that in that, um, and you'll hear some, you know, some reoccurring things, you know, like, like themes of empathy and hope and, mm-hmm. and things like right, that. Right. Um, you know, but you can, you can absolutely hear in, in some of the songs you can, you can hear the struggle and you can hear, you know, the resolution, you know, so there's 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 a lot of that, and and it it goes back to like I said, everybody goes through difficult times, um, mm-hmm. but you know we all try to find ways to to get through them. Um, you know, sonically and musically, you know that's a really good question. You know, I, thinking back to when that song was written, um, you know, I think I was just you know it was it was it was more I was thinking of trying to write something a little bit more a little faster tune, you know, okay. um, something that that drives a little bit more. Um, when it came to like the uh, the harmonies on the vocals, um, that just kind of evolved from where the where the melody was, and and as I was listening to it, and I started thinking, well, I could, you know, I could do some things with that and make that a little bit cooler on uh-huh. on the harmony to make right. it go down, um, you know, go down on on the scale as the harmony goes as the as the vocal melody was was staying you know fairly constant. Right, right. Um, I think that's really cool. It re- yeah. That's what kind of reminded me of the faint. Oh, know, sure, like, sure. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> like, that's pretty interesting. And then also, the uh, there's a little guitar part in there that uh, reminds me of uh, the Police, actually. Oh, I love um, the Police. Yeah, I can't what? remember what tune. Uh, oh, the the title escapes me. I can hear it in my head. I can hear the guitar riff, but yeah. But it, it just reminds me. There's just a. It's real short, real brief. It's just a piece of the riff you're playing, and it's just like it just. Takes that off in my brain, so <laughs> that's great. You know, so yeah, please. Another band I was hugely into for a while. Uh-huh. I saw them when they did the reunion tour a few nice. years ago. I mean, it was just an amazing show. Sting, oh my gosh. I mean, like, there's just I couldn't say enough about how I was in another band I was into. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. Just, there's so much great music. It's oh, hard, man. To, you yeah, know, it really is. You yeah. know, and then you, you know, um, there's times when I, I discover something from the past that I'm like, how did I not get into this before? How oh did, my how gosh. Was I unaware? You Those, know? That's like the best feeling. Like when you discover something that was 20 or 30 years old or even, uh-huh. even older and you're like, where, where, what, where was I? Right, I mean, like, how right. come nobody explained that yeah. this was out there to yeah. me before? You know, yeah. and you'll find it somewhere when you're like looking at Spotify or something mm-hmm. pops up on a playlist, yep. and yep. and then you you start digging into them more, and you start getting into their stuff, and it's right. just, I mean, that's that's the wonderful thing about about music and about you know modern day music mm-hmm. is there's so much of it out there, there's yeah. so much left to explore, so yeah. it's not just the newer stuff, it's stuff that you may not have been exposed to mm-hmm. years prior that yeah, that, yeah it feels yeah. great to listen to. Yeah, I absolutely love it. That's that's the one thing that I uh, I really love about the way we stream music now is the algorithm that will, you know, I know what I'm into and I'll plug that in 
And then it'll just start playing stuff for oh, me. Yeah. That, you know, I'm like, oh, I never would have thought of that, you know, or I never heard <laughs> of them or, you know, whatever. Yeah. A few so, years ago, man, when Pandora came out, uh-huh. holy cow. I mean, like the, I got into <laughs> so many bands that I had never heard before. Right. Just from that algorithm, I, I was just blown away. So, you know, we were talking a little bit about uh, the writing and recording process, mostly the recording process. Um, um, when you are writing, uh what comes first? Is it like lyrics or is it like a melody idea or chords or a certain instrument? Um, you know, how does it usually start for you? Yeah. So it's, it usually starts with, I try to write just a hook, mm-hmm. um, you know, just a, a main hook. Um, and most of the tunes, some of them are a little bit different, but most of them are that way. Just come up with the hook and then the changes for the verses typically. And then I'll build around the verses, you know, I'll build, um, you know, what chords, what additional instrumentation I'm going to add to it. The bass line I throw in there. Mm-hmm. Um, drums come last, typically uh, the drums and the fills, you know, how I want to structure those. Um, so then I'll, I'll, after that, I'll do the chorus. Um, then if there's any, um, if there's any bridge, I'll, I'll put a bridge in there. Um, and then I'll just kind of finish it up. Then after that's all done, after the music is all done in the body, then I come up with the melody line and the melody line that is going to be the vocal line. And I'll usually just write that as a single note and, and you know, some rare, or, you know, whatever instrumentation. Mm-hmm, right. And after I write that, then I'll write the lyrics to match whatever the meter or the feel of that is. And typically I'm trying to find lyrics or write lyrics that meet the feel of the song okay. and how it, how it kind of, kind of flows. Um, from there, I'll then write the, um, the, uh, the harmony line. If you know, there is going to be mm-hmm. one or harmony lines to right. the melody line, um, and then throw it all together. Then I'll record the, the vocals, uh, based on what I had already written on that line. Um, and then finally it'll be any touch-ups, you know, any right. changes. Like there's a couple of tunes I have where there's a, there's an interlude, uh, the sad clown has a, has a piano interlude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, there's another one that has a, a, um, more of a symphonic interlude. Um, I usually, um, those, those are, are later. Those are after the song is done and I'll kind of be listening to it and be like, mm-hmm. you know what, it'd be really good if it just had this extra piece to it right, right in the middle right. mm-hmm. um, and we changed it up a little bit and then i'll kind of structure some things maybe into it and out of that in order to fit back into the main structure of the song so right, right. and then this last time as i mentioned this last time um as i don't know if it's going to be this way next time when i write some more stuff but this last time then the most of the guitars were added after the songs were already written and already had all of that other stuff done mm-hmm. so um, we'll see if that changes with the next time. Uh, my history is, okay. is more with guitar and piano and, and things like that. Okay. Um, but this one, for whatever reason, when I started out, I didn't put guitars in. I think that's a more of a self-confidence thing. You know, you never, you always look at your yeah, stuff and you're like, well, it's not good yeah. enough. You, yeah. know, I, you know, I'm playing this. I didn't play that right. Or, you know, because you hear other produced music and you're like, wow, that sounds just amazing. <laughs> right. You know, so it's, it's difficult to get up the confidence to believe that you could be able to record things that will sound that good. Uh-huh. So that, yeah. that's probably probably yeah. a, a big part of it cool cool so when you're uh when you're first writing an idea or coming up with an idea um are you when you're coming up with that hook is it like uh are you just singing or is it something on an instrument do you do you gravitate towards a you know you said it's mainly been piano and guitar up till now but um like this album you didn't have a lot of guitar in it where was the that hook coming from were you singing it or playing it on piano or? so it's, it's kind of funny so i'll just sit down at a piano and i'll just plunk stuff out uh-huh um and you know most of the stuff that that you do it, it doesn't sound right or you're kind of working through it but you know every once in a while you, you plunk out something you're like well that that's pretty slick that's pretty cool i like that maybe i can build on that and then you mm-hmm. kind of go from there and see if you can 
build around it. So cool. that's really how how it was for for most of these tunes was, nice. was just kind of messing around and, and playing with it. Nice, nice. I love it. It's refreshing to hear someone say, you know say something other than well, I sit down and start strumming the guitar and humming along with it. You know, I mean, <laughs> I think that's a, a lot of us that play guitar. I think that's what we start doing when we yeah. first start. Yeah. You know, um, it's cool to hear how people you know evolve past that process. Um, well, let's get back to some tunes, play some music for some people. Uh, I'm in the studio tonight with Blunt Blade, and um, we will be back with more um, more with Blunt Blade, Mister Blade, after this. <laughs> um, but uh, for now, we're going to play another tune off his uh, new album that's out now. Uh, you can find it at BluntBladeMusic.com. And uh, we're going to talk about what else you can find there and a little bit more about his process and stuff like that. So, uh, But here's a tune called Outsider. And uh, like I said, that's from Blunt Blade. And you're listening to it on The Sound on 89.5 KQL. Outsider, and that's a tune off the latest album by Blunt Blade from right here at Winona. And I have Mr. Blade in the studio with me uh, tonight. So, um, 
you know, we were kind of talking about, uh, well, we talked about a lot of stuff there, but, you know, um, we touched on influences again, but we also talked about like the recording process and stuff like that. And you, you self-produced this. Uh, I'm assuming you play all the instruments. Is that true? Yep, yeah, that's correct. Okay. Um, how do you decide? Because um, you have some really cool, some unique instrumentation and things like that, some really cool sounds. How do you decide what's going into it? Like, you know, like you said, at first there wasn't a lot of guitar on it, and then you added it. Um how do you make those decisions? Like when you're when you're first laying a tune down, do you know in your head like, oh, this is gonna have piano, and I want the piano to sound like this, or I want you know, like, or does it come about through the process? Or, it, it absolutely you know? comes about through the process. Um, so I'm not that good of a planner when it comes to picking <laughs> stuff out. Uh-huh. Um, and like you said, there's so much available, so many different yeah. sounds, so much, so many different tones. So I'll usually be listening through different ones that might be available, and then I love how you can tweak them out. You can kind of right. you know, mess with them and, and change them to, to how you want. And a lot of times I'll be playing through some, and I'll be like, well, no, no, you know, I'll be going down the list. Nope, this doesn't sound right. I'll play something on the keyboard. Nope, this doesn't sound right. Um, then I'll just come across one that just for whatever reason it has it has a good sounding feel for it. Mm-hmm. And the beginning it's a little different because the beginning you're you're starting from scratch, you know, with your with your hook and things like that. Right. Um, so that's that's a little bit more unique. But once you have the feel of the song, then the sounds that are added, the different um, the different you know things that you can add to it, they they need to fit within what the song the song sounds like. So in that case, it, it gets very very specific. So if I'm thinking like like I mentioned earlier that that my friend Adam explained that hey you need some clean guitars in it, so I would I would you know plug in my guitar and I I listen to the different sounds that were available for a clean guitar and I'd be like okay I want to do this but I want to add some echo to it or some digital delay to right. it because that would sound cool in this part. Um, so then I tweak all of those things out, and then I get down to recording what it is. So, but yeah, definitely depending on where it is, the start of the song, just kind of open book. Once mm-hmm. the song starts to get established, then it's like, okay, I I need to get some things that that fit, you know, right, that, that right. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, totally does. And then, do you like? Um you know, if you've got a part already and then you're like, oh, I would like to add some delay and stuff to it like this. Um, does that affect the way you play it then? Do you go back and play it again? So that it has changed. It, yeah, it has changed. Definitely. Um, if I can get a really cool effect, I like a really cool delay. Mm-hmm. Um, I will I will work around that so it all fits within the song, whatever the song happens to be. Right. Right. So when you're um, when you're doing stuff like that and you're adding delay, are you uh, like is it all in the box, so to speak? You know, do you um, are you using plugins, or do you have like an effects rack or a pedal, a favorite pedal or something that you use for that? Or so I I do have pedals, but I didn't really use many of those. I used okay. you know what was in the program, right? Um, and then uh, my mixer, uh, the guy I have mixed uh, who, who mixed it for me, Eric uh-huh. Oler, he added then a few things as well. Okay. Um, so he, he added a few different effects uh, through his mastering and, and mixing software that he uses. Um, but yeah, for the most part, it was, you know, hey, what what is available to me here? And then how can I manipulate it mm-hmm. into sounding as, as good or in some cases, maybe as bad as I want it to sound. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, yeah. Want, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't sound dirty. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> cool. Cool. I, I always think it's interesting to find out, you know, in this day and age when we're doing things on computers instead of tape, you know, um, how much of it is plugins and how much of it is older gear that we're plugging into it you know so yeah i find that hybridization that's going on really fascinating let's go let's go ahead and play another tune for people this one 
Uh, I really dig that last one, Outsider. I think there's that whatever was tripping in my head that, that reminded me of uh, the police. Um, super cool. And this one as well. I actually, I, I had planned out six tunes, um, and this one wasn't included. And then after listening to the album some more, I was like, oh, man, this tune's got to be in it. But it's the Sad Clown. You know, it's just a super cool song. And I think how... Um, um, just the arrangement, man. I'm super impressed with your arrangements. Like, oh, thanks, man. They're they're unique, and uh, but it, but it keeps your your ear. You know, it holds your ear still. You know, a lot of times people make changes that are jolting, and and there's nothing like that on your album. So I I really dig that. But um, let's go ahead and play it for people so they know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, I'm here in the studio tonight with uh, Blunt Blade. He's from Winona here and uh, has a brand new album out, uh, self titled. And this next track is off that record. Uh, this is called the Sad Clown. And we'll be back with uh, Mr. Blade right after this. This is the Sad Clown, and you're listening to it on The Sound on 89.5 KQAL. Thank you. 
That was The Sad Clown, and that's a tune off of uh, the latest album by Blunt Blade. And he's from right here in Winona, and I have Mr. Blade in the studio with us tonight. Uh, so, Blade. I just like <laughs> saying that. That's a great name, man. Um, so, so the album is out now. Um, it's a full-length album. I think there's, is it 11 tracks total? Yeah, yeah right? 11 tracks. And um, available to stream, is it on all the, where can we find it? So you can find it on Bandcamp. Okay. Um, you can also find it on my website, which is bluntblademusic.com. Okay. Um, and it's available on CD as well, so you can order that. There's also nice. some some merch and things like that, some shirts and hats and, and mugs. And, Excellent. Um, I do have a, a limited, edition, uh, limited edition signed poster. I threw 100 of those out there oh, nice. and signed them all, so those are available. Um, but yeah, yeah, available pretty much everywhere. You can stream it anywhere. It's, it should be on all major streaming services. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, yeah anywhere you, you feel comfortable listening to it, uh, go for right. it. Sounds good. And lots of merch. I like that too. I was flipping through that and saw the, uh, uh, mugs and hats and stuff. I dig that. <laughs> Thanks, lots man. of good stuff. And the poster. Thank you for the poster. You sure. brought a poster in for us. Um, is that the album cover then? It is. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Very nice. So, uh, go to, for all this stuff, you can go to bluntblademusic.com and, uh, find it all there. You can get all your merch and stuff like that. Um, buy the album, you know. Um, I know streaming is convenient and fun for all of us, but uh, support your local artists by actually purchasing their music. So I encourage you to do that. Um, what's next? Is there uh, plans for uh, some live shows around the area? Um, anything like that? Or? Sure. So so mostly what's going to be the heavy stuff next is, is going to be, you know, additional promotion, mm-hmm. um, pushing it out, <clears throat> excuse me, pushing it out to, um, some other promotion and marketing type services that might be able to get the, the album out there and get some greater uh, greater acceptance or, or greater listening audience right. to it. Right. Um, you know, Future is going to potentially be another album, another singles. Um, I'm looking at, uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of vinyl. I've got a, a vinyl nice. collection at home and um, and I want to put it out on vinyl, but it's, it's a matter of funding it. Vinyl is very expensive right. to, to press. Um, and you really, you don't make any money on it. You just, you kind of put it out there and you sell it for almost exactly what you paid for it. It's just a matter of, of getting it out there. But being such a fan of vinyl, I I just love it so much. I, I've got to find a way to do it. Right. It's just a matter of, of when, not, not if I think. Okay, Um, cool. And then beyond that, you know, maybe getting back into, to doing some more writing, potentially Mm -hmm. putting out a follow up. Nice. Um, you know, that type of stuff. And, and I'm open for, for anything down the road. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, do you have plans to like take this live at all or, uh, um, it's a possibility. Uh, you know, that there, there's some challenges that I would need to overcome. I would mm-hmm. need to, since I did this all myself, I would need to, um, get some musicians around people. me, yeah. um, you know, put together some support that way. Um, you know, so it would be a little bit more challenging. I'm certainly open to it. I mean, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd love to do this down the road. Right. Um, but yeah, if, if, I can, you know, overcome those challenges. I think absolutely we, we could do some live stuff. Cool. Very cool. Mr. Blade. Uh, love it. Good stuff. Uh, the album is called Blunt Blade. The artist is Blunt Blade from right here in Winona. Um, we've been listening to it tonight. Um, I encourage you to go to bluntblademusic.com. You can uh, find uh, uh, the the release there, all the merch, stuff like that, and uh, news of, you know, the next recordings or whatever is to come. So, uh, Blade, thank you so much for coming in with us tonight. Um, 
really dig the album. Um, glad you contacted us. And uh, and if you guys like this stuff, uh, give us a call here at KQL and request it. It's on the shelf, so we can uh, we can play it for you if you want. And um, I encourage you to go get it, though. So, uh, Blade, thanks so much. Yeah, um, thanks, thanks for having me. I mean, this is really cool. I, I yeah, really appreciate it. Yeah. Very awesome. Yeah, it's great having you in. So uh, looking forward to what you do next. So it's it's always good to see more Minnesota, uh, Minnesota and Winona artists coming up. So awesome. Love it. Uh, we're going to play one more track from the album. This is actually the last track. Um, I just thought it was fitting to end the show with the last track. And, uh, and it has a fitting title. It's called The End. So... Uh, We've been talking to Blunt Blade, like I said, and this track is called The End, and you're listening to it on The Sound on 89.5 KQL. Sometimes the show will not portend Jealous eye 
to be right The foolish ones had once been told it would not die The truth revealed So hard to turn and catch the fly Results are coming quickly Solutions once misguided The kind that soon will determine If cause was just or torn And in the end the will dies But will can soon be Thanks again to Blunt Blade for joining us tonight on The Sound. To hear more from Blunt Blade, just go to Bandcamp, your favorite streaming service, or BluntBladeMusic.com. For more deep dives into local and regional albums, tune into The Sound every Wednesday night at 6 right here on 89.5 KQAL. You can also listen to past episodes of The Sound on your favorite streaming services. Find links at KQAL.org. I'm Bill Stoneberg, and we've just heard from Blunt Blade on The Sound. Thanks for listening to The Sound. The Sound is produced by KQAL-FM on the campus of Winona State University. Visit us online at kqal.org. Theme music for The Sound provided by Mike Terrell of Fires of Denmark.